You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident Old Fart, Jim Schaefer, and the podcast, at least to me, is the new tech. I hope this finds you well and you're having a great week. You were smacked down by that storm I told you was headed our way last week. My arms and back are still sore from the shoveling. And guess what? Another storm is hitting us as I record this. And this all goes to remind me of why I'm retiring to a place which features a more temperate climate. I hope you're experiencing better weather than I am at the moment. Yeah, I guess I'll be out there again uh, shoveling away. Now, before I forget, also, the, this show is brought to you from the studios of the Factual Data Creation Facility, as always. Okay, let's start off with some tech news. First up from Reuters.com. Suspected Chinese hackers used SolarWinds bug to spy on U.S. payroll agency, reads the headline. Remember the now almost forgotten hack on that little-known network security firm, SolarWinds? The one mainstream media was quick to blame on Russia. It turns out that Chinese hackers exploited the company's software too. Perhaps they are the ones who really hacked SolarWinds and not the Russians. I voiced this opinion on previous episodes. I did so because of the quickness of the MSM pinning it on the Russians. Some doubts were raised about Russian responsibility from various real-life hackers many stating that the Russians are so good they wouldn't leave any traces of themselves in such an intrusion, and if they did leave any evidence behind, it would be false evidence pointing to someone else. Reuters went to great pains in distancing this hack from the supposedly Russian one. I mean, you've 
Got to keep the, the incoming capital flowing from the CCP, don't you? The target of this hack was the National Finance Center, known as the NFC. This agency is responsible for the payroll of up to 160 government agencies, including the one that employs me. Later that same day, Bloomberg.com decided to run interference for the CCP by running a headline which read, Suspected Russian hackers targeted sensitive communications. The article details the targets of that particular separate, yeah, okay, hack. You have to keep selling those expensive Bloomberg terminals to China, don't you know? And focus attention away from the Reuters article, whose authors must have strayed from the script. I hope this wasn't a coordinated effort by Russia and China. That would be a declaration of war. I'll be keeping an eye on this situation. Another business-orientated messaging service is in the spotlight this week. This one is based on open-source software and is called Rocket Chat. This offers a free tier for small th teams, though, which is good. The catch is that you have to host it on your own server. It got me thinking about repurposing an old computer as a Linux server and hosting my own XMPP, which is formerly known as Jabber, client. Run alongside a turnkey Helms email server, this would give my family its own private email and messaging service. To the future! According to an article from MacRumors.com, Apple is investing over $3 billion, that's right, $3 billion with a B, into the Korean car maker Gia to manufacture an automobile in the company's factory located in Georgia. The car supposedly has a projected release date in the year of 2024. The car is rumored to be totally autonomous, lending credence to the theory I brought up some episodes ago and that perhaps these vehicles would be part of a car service Apple will offer and not for sale to individuals. Think of it this way, for a subscription fee, you would be able to summon a car to get you to your destination. Well, to me, this is something I anticipate. Well, it's not known if the car would be designed completely by Apple or just be a rebadged version of a current Gia model. You could hope that Apple has some input on the design of the body of the car. Now, I'm sure this car would be electric-powered versus gasoline-powered. The only question I have is... Will you have to recharge the thing using a lightning cable? Come on, or will man. Apple finally adopt USB-C across its product line? Yes, saying. Well, I haven't gotten around to testing the free Glip video conferencing service yet, but I will shortly. Any competition for the security nightmare app Zoom is a welcome addition to the market. All in all, it was a very, very quiet week in tech. Tech I'm using. My expensive tooth cleaning machine, the Sonicare Diamond Clean, is doing well in its job of keeping me from the dentist chair. The only problem is with its companion app. I hardly ever get any all-clean messages upon completion of my toothbrushing. Either the app or the sensors on the brush handle itself fail to track areas of my mouth, especially the inside of my back, lower, and upper teeth, no matter how much time I spend scrubbing these areas. The app almost always claims that I either missed the area or didn't spend enough time there. I know, boring first world problems. Apple has just rolled out iOS 14.5 and watchOS 7.4 public betas. 
What makes these public betas interesting is that your Apple Watch can open up your phone if you're wearing a mask. Before this, you had to type in your passcode to open your phone while wearing a mask. I downloaded both betas and can report that this feature works when it wants to, just like the hand-washing timer feature. When it does work, it's wonderful. When it fails, it's frustrating. I hope they polish this up before the general release. Entertainment News Another, yet another series, I should say, my wife and I have recently binge-watched is the series based on the old Karate Kid movies. It's called Cobra Kai. I remember hearing it was good from various sources a couple of years ago when it was released, but not really being a fan of the movies it was based on, I wasn't really interested. Even from a nostalgia point of view, this series wasn't really aimed at my demographic. When the original Karate Kid was released in 1984, I was already seven years into my military career, had been overseas, and was getting ready to depart for what would turn out to be a almost six-year romp across Asia. This new series is aimed at people who were in high school at that time. During my travels, I did view the original and maybe the second movie in the series, but while good for breaking up bouts of boredom and for seeing what was popular at that time back in the States, I remember being unimpressed. My musical taste had already shifted from classic rock to new wave and beyond, so even the 80s soundtrack didn't appeal to me. Cobra Kai started its life as a YouTube original back when Google was trying to get into the original content game. You had to have a paid subscription to YouTube Red to view it. The show has since moved to Netflix, so I think you can view the first two seasons, or at least some episodes of them, on YouTube for free, albeit probably with ads. One evening, after exhausting all choices for what to watch, I decided to give Cobra Kai a shot, and I was pleasantly surprised. The series focuses on the main protagonist from the movies, and you get to see his point of view on the events that took place in the movies, and makes you see those events, which the main character, by the way, has never recovered from, in a different light. It makes you think that maybe he wasn't the bad guy after all. Couple that with the intriguing storyline and great acting and dialogue from most of the characters, with steady or guest spots from the actors of the original films, and you have a pretty good series. The third and latest season is the weakest so far, but it was still a good watch. What an interesting idea for a television series that I think we will be seeing more of in the future. I guess it's got my recommendation. Go check it out. I still haven't gotten around to checking out any more episodes of Disney Plus's uh, WandaVision, though I hear it finally ramps up. I'll do so when I get a chance. Like the tech world, the entertainment world was mostly quiet, with the big stories based on who and what got snubbed from the Golden Globes Awards. Why people care about this garbage is beyond me. These awards are all about rich, spoiled, and entitled showbiz types giving awards to themselves. They can care less about us peasants. Podcast News Raynews.com has an item about ex-president Bill Clinton's new podcast. It's not supposed to be about politics for a change, but just Mr. Clinton interviewing celebrities. First up is jazz musician Wynton Marsalis. I'd rather hear about some of the ex-president's escapades, but at least it's just not another political podcast. 
And not to be outdone, TheHill.com is reporting that former Vice President Mike Pence will host a podcast for the Young America's Foundation, whose stated mission is to bring the good news of conservatism to the country. Well, good luck with that, bro. I see a deep platforming in that show's future. I hope they put the podcast on the podcastindex.org's directory. Seems to me that you have to be a celebrity or to have obtained some sort of infamy to launch a successful podcast these days. If you look at the various top podcast lists, besides the usual NPR or New York Times shows, the rest are hosted by semi-major or minor celebrities or people who have gotten into some kind of trouble. These shows are backed by major broadcast or corporate podcast networks with the effect of being produced by scriptwriters, have great guests, and have audio engineers right at launch time. I'm not talking about Adam Carolla or Joe Rogan here. Those guys, though, already pretty famous when they started out. They still started out in their garage or a back room of a comedy club, respectively. They had no idea of what they were doing and toiled away for years before becoming popular podcasters. In my opinion, the independent podcaster has been truly squeezed out, accelerated by the COVID pandemic. Looking at my list of subscribed podcasts, well, I too have some large media back shows on my list, but the three I listen to the most are independent. Those shows are the No Agenda podcast hosted by the podfather himself, Adam Curry. Who are these podcasts hosted by some boomer named Carl up in Rochester? and the Michael Savage Show, which is newly independent. You can expect to hear things like bad edits, not quite broadcast quality audio, and other things independent podcasters just can't get perfect every time. So what I'm telling you is seek out independent podcasters. You'll be rewarded with some great content and a quirkiness you'll enjoy rather than some scripted factory-made show with dynamic ad inserts, though I have to warn you the Savage Nation does use some. Myself, I'm an independent, as you could probably guess, and I'll be here tweaking my audio. Story time, or should I say the return of story time? Gather around and listen to a tale of tech woe. There once was a man who used a second-generation iPad Pro. Though the machine was starting to show its age by giving the man low memory messages and the battery life was no longer great, the man enjoyed consuming content on its big, beautiful screen and occasionally answering texts and emails using it. One day, with the holidays approaching, the man's significant other suggested that he trade in the old pro and get one of the newfangled iPad Airs as a gift for himself. The man debated the pros and cons of this and decided the transaction would depend on the trade-in value he would be given for the old unit. The fruit company he would be conducting this transaction with had a handy app for this and after answering some questions about the old iPad Pro, he was given a semi-reasonable value of 254 US dollars. After giving it some thought, the man, attracted by the possibility of inquiring a shiny new bauble, decided to go for it. After ordering the new bauble, a box arrived at his residence so he could send the old workhorse to the fruit company's partner for evaluation. The man was confident that the old pro would fetch the $254 estimate for it was nothing wrong besides the slightly worn batteries with the old pro. While checking if the fruit company's partner had received the pro, 
it was brought to his attention that the trade-in value had been recalculated. The value was lowered to a measly $45. The reason for the drastic reduction in value was a small one-inch inscription the man had gotten done at the time he had ordered the old iPad Pro. He had made the mistake of having his initials engraved into the back of his new purchase. The space taken up by these initials were so small that you had to really look hard to actually see them. Well, the man was not happy. The fruit company's app knew all the details of the old iPad Pro, but didn't ask if any inscription had been engraved on its back, nor did they ask that question when the man was getting the trade-in value estimate. This seemed unfair to the man, and he contacted the big fruit company about this matter. The big fruit company responded that the inscription on the hardware lowered its value, and that was the policy, so in many words, tough luck. The man had the old pro shipped back to him and was duly charged at the $254 he thought he would be saving. The lesson learned here is don't personalize any hardware purchased from the giant fruit company and don't expect much sympathy from them. Oh, and the old fart is experiencing a bad start to what he hoped would be a better new year. The end. Time for my rant. Being that I'm an old fart, I was brought up old school as you can imagine. There were some social etiquette I was taught that doesn't appear to be followed these days. One rule I was taught was to keep your politics to yourself. If you want to avoid hard feelings or even, even a hard fight, this is a good rule to follow. These days, at least around here, people assume you are in lockstep with their political beliefs and if you dare to disagree, you are instantly labeled. Now, just because my outlook isn't exactly like yours might be, doesn't mean we can't get along. One of my closest friends' political beliefs were just left of Joseph Stalin. Well, mine tended drift towards the middle. We knew this, accepted this, and more importantly, never discussed this. We both knew we would never see eye to eye on this subject and never let it get in the way of our friendship. If more people would practice this old rule, the better off we'd be. Now, episode 65, the retirement age episode, is finished. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you, and I hope you found it worthwhile. You can always contact me at ofntpodcast at gmail.com if you are so inclined. Tell me what you like, and you can tell me what you disliked. I'd love hearing from you. So be safe, and I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, after you finish shoveling my driveway, do me a solid and get off my lawn. Take care, guys.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.